Lady Bird, is that your given name? Yeah, that's given to me by me. Lady Bird always says that she lives on the wrong side of the tracks, but I always thought that that was like a metaphor. But there are actual train tracks. What you do is very baller, is very anarchist. Put the magazine back! <laughs> You're not interested in any Catholic colleges. No way. I want schools like Yale, but not Yale because I probably couldn't get in. <laughs> you definitely couldn't get in. Wait, sit down. I'm not tired. You were dragging your feet. You are so infuriating. Oh, perfect. Do you love it? She has a big heart, your mom. She's warm, but she's also kind of scary. You can't be scary and warm. You both have such strong personalities. If you want to read it, we can go down to the public library. I want to read it in bed. That's something that rich people do. We're not rich people. I love it. Is it too pink? Lady Bird. Welcome to the Motion Picture Podcast. Today, um, with us, we have Vinny, who was last here, um, talking about the Five Nights at Freddy's movie, and is here today, um, going to discuss, uh, with me and Audrey, the 2017, uh, film, Lady Bird. Welcome, Vinny. Woohoo! Hi! Um, Lady Bird is directed by Greta Gerwig who um, is definitely an extremely popular up-and-coming director. She was an actor, uh, actress for a long time, um, and is now, you know, directing movies. She directed Lady Bird, 2017, Little Women in 2019, and then very recently, the Barbie movie in 2023. And then I think now she is um, hired by Netflix to um, direct two... um, Narnia movies, which I'm excited about. Um, me and me and Vinny, uh, Audrey. This was I take it your first time watching Lady Bird for this. Yes, yes, it was. Um, me and Vinny have a very similar history with this movie. Um, because this was. One of the, I think one of the strongest, uh, the most, well, one of the most well-respected directorial debuts from the 2010s. Um, Definitely. And I think when me and uh, Vinny both watched this, I think Vinny watched it a few years before me, we both weren't big on it. I didn't get it at first. I don't know why. I was like like 15 or 16 when I watched it, and I didn't get it, but I get it more now. I, I saw it, and I was just like, all right, it's a, it's a good movie, but I, I'm not... Yeah, it was good. I just couldn't relate to it at the time, yeah. but now I can, so... Um, I made... I've, I don't know who I've made this joke to, but it's interesting. Um, on Letterboxd, I have reviewed this movie three times, and every all three times they are a different rating. Um, because it is just, it's changed around in my brain a bunch. Um, one thing I think is interesting with this movie, and and it's similar to another movie, um, called Booksmart, which was released in 2019, where... I love Booksmart. It's, it's funny looking back on it now, with how many very prominent younger actors are featured in this as kind of some of their breakout performances. When I watched last night, I literally forgot Laura Morano was in the movie, and I was like, that's Allie from Austin and Allie. <laughs> like, she's here. Um, but, I mean, obviously, Saoirse Ronan in the lead role. It wasn't her first role. She had a uh, small small role in um, the Grand Budapest Hotel back in 2014, but now she is... Oh, oh there was a movie I watched that she was also in. Um, The Lovely Bones? Yes, I love that movie. Um, but she is now... I need to see that. Uh, very prominent in so movies. Um, great actress. Um, Beanie Feldstein. Um, Love Beanie Feldstein. Who was also in Booksmart and was also in a very, very extremely underrated movie called The Humans back in 2021, which I highly recommend. Um, I love that movie a lot. Um, it was not too long ago on Broadway for Funny Girl, and then Leah Michelle came in. She's um. also... Um, I believe she is hired... Um, 
to be in the, I believe, 20-year-long filming process of the film adaptation of Merrily Merrily We Roll Along with Paul Mescal and Ben Platt. Um, Ben Platt eats every time. The movie that won't be released until 2040. Oh. Um, So that'll be interesting. Um... I'm excited to see that when I'm, uh, 34, if I'm doing the math correctly, 33, 34. Oh, wow. Um, um, all right. Also, um, also, also in this movie, Lucas Hedges, which is, I think, one of the best young actors. Um, also movies like Honey Boy, Waves, Manchester by the Sea. Um, three board ba- three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. He has not been in much as of the last few years, but I'm I'm hoping he gets a pushback. The obvious one, Timothy Chalamet, and then yeah, the big one. <laughs> and I mean, it's between it's like but it's between this and Call Me by Your Name, both released the same year, and they just both catapulted him to be one of the most well known movie stars at the moment. Um, I saw your name in 2018, and it that was my introduction to him, and it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, now he was in, you know, Little Women, he's in the two Dude. Dune movies, mm-hmm. um, Bones and All, Wonka. I mean, he played Willy Wonka. Um, I need to see Wonka still. Very talented. Very mixed reviews. Very talented actor. Like, I don't, like, he is genuine, like, well, I have always, because I think they're kind of in a very similar boat. He's just, in my opinion, the better Tom Holland. He is a really good actor. Like, when he has a good... Per- like, he genuinely can put out, like, good performances. Like, he blew me out of the water with, um... With, uh, Call Me By Your Name. Like, especially that end scene where it's just, like, him, like, crying. It's fantastic. I um, I mean, another one who played... I think was in the movie for, like, two scenes is an actress called, uh, named Catherine Newton. Who... I mean, after this, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Detective Pikachu, um, she's in a, a new movie in February called Lisa Frankenstein, she's in a movie in, I believe, April called Abigail, um, from the directors of Scream and Scream 6, which I'm excited about, like, Interesting. and it's funny, like, looking this and, um, Booksmart, t- two very different movies, they're both about high schoolers, but very different feeling, where, like, it's, like, Back then, these weren't, like, recognizable people. But now, like, I can point out a bunch of different, like, smaller actors and all the stuff they've been in. So it's really interesting um, looking back on it now. Because, like, back in when this came out in 2017 was not a time where I was following the kind of, like, Oscar scene. That that wasn't happening until, like, 2021. Um, So, like, I don't... I wasn't there for, like when this came out, um, but, like, this was a first-time solo director, and it got nominated for, I believe, five Oscars. Wow, Um, that's crazy. 2017 was a very, very good year for movies. I mean, this was also the year that I think horror movies changed with the release of Get Out. Oh, yeah. Um, which is fantastic, and, I mean... Greta Gerwig has had a very successful career. I believe, I could be wrong and I could be eating my words, but I am very confident in saying that she will be three for three in her movies getting a Best Picture nomination. Definitely. Um, like I, I hope so. I, bear, I do not see Barbie missing out. Um, it would be interesting to see the Barbie movie getting nominated for an Oscar to probably win a few. Um, but we will, we will see. Um... Yeah, I adore this movie. So, so at first, um, again, like, very similar to Vinny, I think I understood the story and the characters, but I was at, like, a point where I couldn't in any way, in any way relate to it. And, and this is why, um, I had chosen this movie and then invited Vinny for this kind of reason, because it's very interesting looking at this movie from a high school senior's perspective. And also getting someone who is out of high school, and that that is the reason 
that I brought you on today. Um, because it is just about a girl going through a senior year. That is the whole movie. And it works so well because, I mean, there's a plot. There's a very, like, running plot. But it feels very episodic. Where a lot of the, like, some of the scenes could just work as short films. Um, there's a scene very early on with, uh, the titular ladybird and her mom that I felt like could have just been a little small, short. Um, well, speaking of which, obviously there's a lot of good young acting work being done in this movie. But... I think for me, the highlight performance is absolutely Lori Metcalf as Lady Bird's mom. Definitely. She's so good. Um, she plays this very, I'm not sure if I'd say overbearing, but very cautious mom. She made me very angry <laughs> a bunch of times. Absol- I mean, absolutely. There are parts in this movie, but I mean, like, she plays it so well where you mm-hmm. never lose this sense of humanity like she feels like a realistic mom oh yeah and i think that all comes together in without really wanting to spoil anything just yet um the airport scene which oh uh nearly so... <laughs> I, I nearly broke down in my uh province stats class it was just really well done but we will we will talk about that obviously later um, so like I said, it was nominated for five, um, Oscars. I am now going to look up what those Oscars were. I know Best Picture was one of them. I know Best Actress was one, um, for Saoirse Ronan. Let me, let me check. Uh, it also got Best Director, Best Supporting Actress, and Best Original Screenplay. Um, all deserving. I think this at this point, is probably my favorite 2017 film. Um, and again, it's it's just interesting, because no movie has ever had this kind of um, time that it's taken to become as special as it is. Usually I see a movie, and I just kind of know it's one I love. And, it I mean, it wasn't... This at first, and now it's kind of making me want to go back on other movies. Um, one that I know Vinny loves that I also I think felt felt very similar as I did to Lady Bird is the 2018 movie Eighth Grade. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh! And I love that movie. <laughs> it's a very similar thing where I don't think I got it at first, and maybe on a rewatch, um, I will click with it more. Um, I did with eighth grade. I clicked with that one immediately. <laughs> Well, I think I've been beating around the bush just for a bit, because um, I have to ask the kind of big obvious question. Audrey, what did you think of Lady Bird? Lady Bird? I think she's a realistic character. Like, obviously you're not going to like everything she does, but I love her as a person. What, what do you think of Lady Bird as the movie? Oh, my bad. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> I love the movie. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um... So like okay, so going off what you said about the character, a lo- a lot of this movie hinges on this person. Like I, there's maybe one or two scenes where she's not in this movie. Really, yeah, and like... then it's usually on the mom, and so there's barely any time where she is not on screen. So and there are also really big points in this movie where she's really not the most likable person. Um, yeah. Well, she does some bad things. But again, very similar to the mom, plays it with this kind of, you know, humanity where I'm like, oh, wait, that's a person I, I could probably meet. Um, And that's what I think this movie does so well is I think there's like, it's difficult to be extremely realistic in a movie because people don't go to movies all the time to get something like real life um, because the movies are kind of escapism. So it's hard to find this line between realism and being a movie. Um, And I think this one 
kind of hits that perfectly where at one point I'm like, oh, I completely, like, a lot of these characters feel like people I'll meet. But at the same time, just feel like it, it's a movie and it was entertaining and it doesn't feel like I'm just, doesn't feel like I'm watching a documentary is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with documentaries at all, um, but... That's one thing these movies kind of risk is like, is it just watching people do stuff? And I mean, technically it is, but it's really well done and entertaining because this movie is also really funny. Um, I th there's the line, um, two big mistakes, uh, where uh, Lady Bird is m talking about her, I guess, ex friend's mom. That was really funny. I think. Everything, I don't know if it's, if it's intentional or not, but everything with Timothy Chalamet is really funny. Um, again, Maybe not everything. But probably not everything, are. because, like, one, he does feel like one of these, like, not fake cool guys, but, like, very wants arrogant. to be cool. I hated his character so much. Very arrogant and very... Yeah. I know oh, everything, you know, now. Yes. Yeah. Like, God complex. Like, that's what it's giving. Yes. Or, or like the, a hero complex. Like, oh, you don't know. Let me teach you. Yeah. Um, one other thing this movie does very well, very realistically, and even though it's, this movie takes place in a Catholic school, we all went and are currently going to public schools. So I don't know, but like, yeah. in terms of just the vibe, pretty much nails theater. Like, high school theater. Oh, definitely. <laughs> especially, especially with Lucas Hedges' character. The one thing I was going to say about the theater thing, and I mentioned this to Case because I was on FaceTime with him when I watched, when I watched it. Um, <laughs> like, why did they audition in front of all the other students? <laughs> oh... I would have been humiliated. And then, like, in, no. and then for like the second show they did, they didn't audition at all. Like, also, uh, one really cool detail that I noticed while watching it, I thought was kind of cool, and I just remembered it now. Um, do uh, Vinny might know Audrey? You also might, but I'm just gonna see. Uh, do you guys know what musical they were performing at first in like the first act or first semester? No. Vinny, do you know what musical they are performing? Do you have no idea? <laughs> nope. Um, I don't know how I got to the point of knowing what it was, but I figured it out. And it's now really cool looking back on it. They were performing Merrily We Roll Along. Oh, yeah. Which Beanie Feldstein's character was playing the character she will play in the movie adaptation. That is so cool. It's coming full circle. It is it full is. circle in 2040. We're gonna... That's crazy. That's um, crazy. The movie... They did The Tempest, too. Also. The Tempest. I knew that one. I knew The Tempest. I knew that one. I didn't know the other one. Um, it's really... Mer so, Merrily We Roll I'm just gonna take a pause on Lady Bird, because I just want to talk about this. Um, the Merrily We Roll Along movie is directed by Richard Linklater, who is one of my favorite directors. Um, and back in, like early to mid-2000s, up till the early 2010s, directed a movie called Boyhood. Um, Ooh, I've heard of that one. I, I haven't seen it, It's though. great. But what he did was the movie is, like, I think over, like, 12 years? Or 9. It's, like, 9 to 12 years that the movie takes place over. And that's how long it took to film it, because he waited for all the actors to grow up and play different parts um, to really make it realistic. I love that. And I guess that, that's... No, because whenever... Whenever I was little, that's what I thought people actually did. Like, they would take, like, 30 years to make a movie. Because I thought they would wait for the kids to grow up. That is that is what they're... That is what he will be doing with the Merrily Reroll Along. We're going to see, you know, the versions of, like, Ben Platt now and then 20 years older in one movie. Um, that's that's going to be really cool. I very, love that idea. I'm excited, even though it's not for another 16 years. But I will be there for it day one. Um, I will be seated. I will forget about it probably. Um, so yeah, back to Ladybird. Um, I remember one thing 
I'll, I'll, I'll start with something else, and then I'll, I'll go into it. There's two of the things that I think it is the hardest for a movie to do. Start a movie and end a movie. That is where you kind of make or break it. You have to start it off and, and like, really almost immediately get people hooked in it. And then you have to end it off on a way that people will be pleased at it. And I think that is the hardest. And I think it's very similar to, like, TV shows. I think the pilot and the finale are probably the hardest episodes to do. Most Uh, definitely. Because you have to find your footing, and then you have to end off in a very satisfying way. And I think the first time, I did not love the, like, last ten minutes. Um, But watching it again, um, and again, I've seen it twice. I don't even... I genuinely do not remember why I watched it the second time. I think it was, like, in August, and I just watched it for literally no reason. Um, like, I have no record of watching it a second time, but, like, I did. Um, Interesting. But, like, I don't think both times, like, the ending didn't click. It kind of felt like, um, like a little epilogue, but, like, not necessary, and I think it probably could have ended maybe just a little bit, um, at the airport scene, but... Now, looking back on it, I think it ties it together so perfectly. And the final Especially scene... Especially with her calling herself Christine. That was fantastic. <gasps> Beca- also, because with so much of this, I forgot her character, like, she called herself Ladybird, and I forgot her real name was Christine. I just, like, through so much of this movie, I just keep thinking I'm just watching a no-named character. Mm-hmm. No, because I keep forgetting the she kept going by Ladybird, and I was like, yep, that, that's her name, and then she went by Christine, and I was like, oh! Did we ever figure out why she goes by Ladybird? I don't, she just thought it was a cool name, I think. Yep, Give, she named herself that. Given to her Very by unique. her. Uh, one thing that's really funny, um, I was like looking back at my other reviews for this movie, and uh, for when I watched it back uh, last August, I said, I still think this may be the weakest Gerwig film, which oh. is funny now. Um, I think I had this tied with Little Women, and I was like, all right, yeah, Barbie's number one, but I no longer feel this way, and Lady Bird is now my favorite Gerwig. Um, I still, I need to rewatch Little Women. I realized that. I rated that. it in 2022 and put Lady Mid. I, I remember that first. review. I remember that review. Um... <laughs> Oh, that yellow brutal. Like I, I didn't, I didn't get it. I think I was just trying to make people mad. <laughs> um, that makes sense. Like I don't think there's a movie out there that is rated highly that I've given like. Oh, actually, no. There's a, there's a few movies out there where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'd make some people mad with what I have given it. Um. I mean, there's a time that I was comfortable having The Godfather as a 4 out of 5, which I know Insane. most people would disagree with. I have now since come around to that one and given it a 4.5. I don't think it's the perfect movie, um, but it's good. Um, I currently have 2001 A Space Odyssey at 4 out of 5, which I know people would revolt against. Um, I have... I don't know how you guys are going to take this. I'm, I'm not sure. I have How to Train Your Dragon at two and a half because I do not like the first How to Train Your Dragon at all. I had called me by your name at two and a half uh, <laughs> in 2022, and I said mid. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because I don't like Army Hammer. But anyways. That's fair. Um, Isn't he like a cannibal? <laughs> yeah. If I'm not mistaken. No, yeah, yeah absolutely. They found human remains near his house. It he, was a whole thing. Army Hammer is a confirmed uh, cannibal. Yeah, it's so freaky. Um, one thing... I know Chalamet kissed that man. Yeah. Like, poor Timothy. One thing, another thing where it's like, I rate rating a movie lower than something else. I'm I'm trying to find... I have the movies... Movies. Uh, I'm trying to find it so I can make this a confident... Johnny Darko at three and a half stars. Oh, that is crazy. (laughs) I didn't understand it. I didn't get it. 
Okay. I don't get it. So I currently have here we go. The Meg, um Gremlins Two, uh what else what else is the Speed Racer movie, uh Zombieland, um Pitch Perfect, and Billy Madison. All of those I have rated above um Citizen Kane. I love Pitch Perfect. It's like I I do not get Citizen Kane the way everyone else seems to, but one day I'll get there. Um, but yeah, so for like a while, this movie was just one where I was like, "I right, that's good," and I was just it's one of these where I feel like I'm like looking, like I'm like outside and everyone's inside in this little house of loving Ladybird. I'm just like looking from the outside, just like, "Oh, that'd be nice. That's cool." Uh, real like it's some people's favorite movie of all time and i don't understand how but like i guess props to you i get it now it was good i think it'd be my favorite movie. no it's it's not my favorite it's it is actually my 29th favorite of all time 29th 29th i have i have like a little list of all the movies i've given five stars it's my little list Ooh, I need to do that actually. Um, I need to actually start like reviewing my movies more <laughs> because I'll just put watch and leave them be. Um. Okay, I want to talk about the airport scene. I have mentioned I was like I ah, will get to it eventually, and I don't want to forget. Um, because it is like you would forget easily the best scene in the entire movie. Um. So so you know, Lady Bird going to college up in the east, and. Um, as she's going, the mom says that she, like, there's no, um, way to park. And she was just gonna drive. She's just gonna go home, and Lady Berg's gonna, gonna leave on the plane. And she's, and as the mom's driving off, she kind of gets hit with this overwhelmingly, um, emotional, or, it's like, I don't even know how to describe it. Um... And rushes back to the airport. Yeah, she's getting very sentimental. And then when she gets there, Ladybird's already gone. And Vinny, have you seen Itanya? Oh yes, that was my fa- that was my personality in twenty eighteen. Um, what what do you think of um, Alice and Jan- Janie, who I believe played oh. her mom in the movie? She made me so unbelievably mad, but she did an amazing job. Because uh, she is the one who got Best Supporting Actress this year. And I have not seen I, Tanya, but I'm just like, what performance? Oh my gosh, you have to see I, Tanya. There is, like, a scene, and, and this all happened, too. It, it's the, it's based on a true story. This actually happened. Um, her mom was, like, really abusive, and there's, like, a point where she, like, throws a knife at her and, like, into her arm. Oh. And, and that whole scene is very, like, very well done. Mm-hmm. And it, that was my first time seeing Sebastian Stan in a more serious role, too, other than, like, a Marvel movie. And it was really good. That's a great movie. And I'm just like, man, what, what, per- I mean, she must have done a really good job to beat Laurie Metcalf from this movie. Because. She did an amazing job. Man, uh, she. In this movie, I mean, Saoirse Ronan is fantastic in this movie as Lady Bird, but the mom is really what kind of makes this movie what it is, and it would not work if they didn't give her the kind of time. Um, and such like an overbearing like presence. And yeah, stuff. Um, I'm also looking. I'm looking up what other movies were nominated what other actresses were nominated for supporting actress this year to see how like these people like um mary j blige for mudbound which i have never heard of or seen uh leslie manville from phantom thread which i haven't seen in a while it's been a long time uh and then octavia spencer for the shape of water which she was really good in that movie but Mm -hmm. I love Octavia Spencer. Maybe maybe I'll change my mind on uh, Alice and Janie not deserving because Louis Metcalf was so good in this movie. 
You'll um, understand when you watch I, Tanya because, wow. Uh, wow. And then Saoirse Ronan was nominated alongside uh, Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water, Margot Robbie for the Itania, Meryl Streep for The Post, and then Frances McDormand, who ended up winning for three, bo- three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, which... I heard a lot about it. that movie, and I still have not seen it. It's great. I love that movie. Um, what, what, I'm just gonna, I'm going through, like, the movies it was nominated for, and then what, um, beat it, uh, directing, she lost to, to Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water, um, which was good, I like that movie, as weird as the premise is, um, Uh not gonna say much more on that subject, just, if you've seen it, have you seen it, Vinny, or heard of it? I've heard of it a lot of... I remember when it came out and everybody was talking about it, but I never watched it. It's it's a strange... It's also It also won Best Picture, which I think... I've seen, like, clips of it, and it looks very interesting. It's a very beautiful... Peculiar, it's but... a very beautiful-looking film. Like, the cinematography mm-hmm. is gorgeous. Um, But yeah, Lost, Best Picture to Shape of Water. I think now we can look back and say that... I mean, it's either between, like, Get Out... I don't think Get Out was ever going to win it. But, like, Lady Bird, Three Billboards, and maybe Phantom Thread were more deserving of the best picture. Um, And then she lost original screenplay to Get Out, which I don't agree with. Like, I love Get Out a lot, but I think this movie has a better script. Um, But... Get Out was really good. Get Out was really good. Um... I watched it in 2017 because my parents watched it before me and then wanted me to watch it. <laughs> and let me just say, 11-year-old me was shocked. <laughs> I am a big big Jordan Peele fan. I've already covered one of his movies, Nope. On, or me and Audrey have covered it. Um, I love Us, which I covered on Episodic Cinema. Get Out is the only film from his I have not covered on a podcast, so I might cover it sometime. Get Just, Out's my favorite from his, because he's the first one I want. Nope is my favorite, and will always be... It's also in my top four of all time, but... Um... Yeah, I mean, I wish Lady Bird would've won, you know, Best Picture, or something. Um... Because I think it is it is definitely stayed in the kind of uh... talking space more so than The Shape of Water. Um, like, I think this and Get Out are probably still the, like, most known um, movies, for, like, from the Oscar race. Um, it's also really popular on um, Letterboxd. Yes. Um, <laughs> it is uh, watched by 2.2 million people. And is more watched than movies like um, American Psycho, Spirited Away, Dune. Um, American Psycho, that would shock me. It has more people. Me more people have logged this movie and watched it than Avengers Endgame on Letterboxd. What? Which is crazy. That um, is the theaters. Also, I'm I'm always I'm always happy looking at the most popular movie list and seeing Knives Out in the top eight. That always just makes me happy. I still haven't seen it. Uh, so I've even seen that, and I barely watch movies. Uh, the top, That's crazy. top ten most popular on Letterboxd are Pulp Fiction, The Batman, Knives Out, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Interstellar, Joker, Fight Club, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Barbie, and Parasite. Um, but so, like, it's it's this movie that still has this kind of... It's not like with Get Out, where Get Out kind of, I think, changed the horror genre for now. Um, it was this kind of blend of horror comedy that hadn't been done before. Um, there's a lot of these kind of... Have you seen the alternate ending for Get Out? I have seen it. I am so glad they chose the one they have now. Yeah, because I would have been... I would have been so mad. I really would have. Um, but I think, like, in terms of the last... Uh, in terms of 2010s, I think Get Out and Parasite are probably the most influential to... Ooh, especially Parasite. Like, Parasite keeps getting, like, The Menu, Triangle of Sadness, Glass Onion, 
there's the like tons of movies that are just doing what Parasite did. Um, sometimes it works. Like I love Glass Onion. I love the menu. Um, sometimes it does not, and just comes off as you know cheap. Like a cheap copy. Yeah. Um. But like, even though I don't think it's had this like influence, it's not like impacting how like what kind of movies are being made. People are still watching Lady Bird. Um, because like I said earlier, it has this kind of episodic nature. It's very rewatchable. Like, even though there are very emotional moments and all these uh, moments you're supposed to be angry at the characters, you could just kind of t- turn it on and relax to it. Um, like, it's a very chill movie. Um, it also doesn't, it's not a very big period piece, so you could watch yeah. it. At any, like, decade. Unless, like, something really big happens in the future. But, like, it doesn't... It doesn't feel out of place watching it now. Yeah. Than it's watching like, it in 2017. It's not like watching Call Me By Your Name. With now, like... Now, today's information in mind making it a lot weirder. Um, mm-hmm. And the age gap. That one always... That was always weird. But, like, there's no... I don't know what we're talking about. I will, I will, I will explain it to you later, Audrey. Um... No, I just need to watch the movie. That might Yeah, help. you could just... I think Calling By Your Name's on Netflix, so... I think it is. I'm not even sure. Um, but, like, yeah, it's, like, these one things you could just turn on relax. Um, just... A very quick 90 minutes. Like, I started it and it's just kind of over. But, um, one thing I, I really want to talk about with this movie, um, going back to my first ever review for this film... Was that this movie gets theater kids right? Yeah, and that is mainly with the character of Danny O'Neill. Yeah, uh, who plays the initial love interest of Lady Bird. I have never oh. seen a more accurate theater person from a film than this character. Um. Well, because so at first he starts dating Lady Bird and it's going great until. What opening show for the yeah, musical? Yeah, she's like, oh, the bathroom's too crowded. Hmm, let's go to the men's bathroom. There's never a line there. And then they burst in there. Yeah, they open the door. And Lucas and... Hedges is with another guy making out. What? Why and... did they not like lock the stall door? Anyways, uh, why are they just? Uh, yeah, actually, no, that's a good point. Why wouldn't they? Just... Lord. Why were they in like, a they should, She should not have been able to swing that door open and they should be there, you know? But, like, all that... Uh. I'm like, that's just a very accurate thing. Like, of course you're not gonna date a dude in theater and it just, you know... Date anyone it's in theater. It's also just weird. Pissing in the bathroom. Yeah, that's just a... But, I mean, then she goes for Timothy Chalamet, which, you know... Oh. Not really an upgrade on that front. Um, she's so stupid. Oh, stupid. It's the, there's a scene where I I forget where she's working at. It's like a little restaurant, coffee, co- shop. coffee shop, and she's like, "It's a coffee shop." And um, she's talking to Timothy Chalamet, and then her boss comes out, and she's like, "All right, stop flirting." And Lady Ladybird's like, I- "I'm not flirting." And then Timothy Chalamet, in his stupid little, you know, smug face, just says. Oh, I wish you were. And <laughs> I wish you were. Like I, it's, but, so bad. it's it's so it's like annoying, but in a very realistic way, you know. Yeah, it's like high school guys trying to be cool. Like, yeah, I wish you were. Like, like they it's have. So bad. They're still and they get away with it because they're attractive. Yeah, like you, like they're still trying to find who they are and trying to. I, I don't know the word for it. Um, sure, trying to figure out who they are, but they all, they want to, on the surface, seem like they have it all together. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of what else with this movie. Um, I think a really good review on this movie from uh, Letterboxd is, I just spent one hour and 34 minutes watching a white girl learn how to say thank you to her mom. I've <laughs> seen that one. And it's... Evil. And they rated it one star. Yeah, I was so... I don't know why, but there's just... Bro, what? I, I'm, a, I'm a guy 
who likes to spread movie positivity. Well, I'm like, alright, if you didn't like a movie I like, that's alright. Like, I don't like movies that other people like. they put work into it. I will never give anything less than, like, two and a half stars. Like, I'm I... like they, somebody, they spent a lot of time on this. They put a lot of money into this. And they, like, went out and casted people for this. This was probably some people's first acting job. Like, yeah. that's how I feel they made They made a whole movie. That's impressive. Just on its own. Like, yeah. Like, two stars for that alone already. I mean, ah, that just... Oh, that always bothers me when I see, like, a one star or one, a half. I'm just like, come on. But the I've only, also... The like, I've exception also, yeah. for giving a movie, like, any less than that is, like, The New Good Burger, because that one sucked, but... I never saw The New Good Burger, and I will not... I was forced to watch it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm... Okay, hold oh, on. Dear. I did, at one point, go on uh, on Letterboxd and go to Good it Burger 2. The cast list... For this movie, is it's insane. How many? Why is Kaisen out here? Why is Mark Cuban here? <laughs> Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. What? What? I mean, they got Young f- Gravy. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Andy Samberg, Maya Rudolph, Zoe Saldana, Bowen Yang. Like, Lord have Liza Koshi. Al Al Roker, the news guy. Like, what are they doing? Sinbad? I, like, what's happening? Wait, Sinbad? What? <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Yeah. I will not watch this movie. It, it was. Looks so I will not watch I think my brother likes but, the first one. I can't one. lie. It was but. Um. But. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I'm just like. I, I want to be that person who's like, you know, if you don't like a movie that I like, you know, I just have to, I want to respect it. I want to respect people's opinions, because if I'm going to give something like, uh, what's in a movie that I've given in, in embarrassingly high school? If I want to give the Mean Girls musical a four out of five, I'm going to do it. I'm going to. I need to see it, but I've heard. I saw it to- walking out because it's a musical. I saw it today. Did it is so much fun. Did y'all not research the movie before you went and watched it? Like- I don't- I don't- So I went to a movie the other day, and people literally left during the movie. And I'm like, what's the point of going and paying for a ticket if you're just exactly. gonna leave? There was a video where every- there, When the musical number- The first musical number in the show started, uh, people literally, like, audibly went, oh. I've seen that clip. All around. Like, shut up and let people enjoy the mu- movie and keep your opinions to yourself until the end. Period. Um, but like you know, I have to, um, you know, just respect people's opinions because I don't have the best opinions. No one does. Um, but man, when I see a movie I love get something that low, it just always just get a little bit mad. No, for some reason, you know. For some odd reason. Yeah, it's just like, if I, I, I have not done it, probably just because, um, I feel like I would just have a horrible day, but if I went on, like, Knives Out in reviews and went, like, lowest first, I would just have a terrible experience, you know? Because just, I think now, at a, at a point where I am with high school... I felt so seen by a lot of this movie um, that just, you know, it's one of these things where, you know, movies at, at most of the end of the day are entertainment, you know? Um, but some movies just have this way of, like, hooking onto you and just, like, emotionally affecting you, and this is something that now this movie has... And now I'm just, like, protective of it. I'm like, don't say anything bad about this movie. I'm gonna lose it. Um, but one thing I want to ask to both of you, um, I'm gonna start with Vinny first, and then I'll ask you, Audrey. Vinny, so, uh, you, um, are out of high school. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to know, how, how does this movie come off as? Like, how do you view this movie as someone who, you know is done going through that kind of thing. 
Uh, brought back some memories, I can tell you that. <laughs> um, and, I don't know, it made me really sad and stuff, mm -hmm. especially, like, during the graduation scene. And also, after graduation, I was so upset whenever her mom was like, you walked weird across the stage. Well, let me <laughs> just say, oh, It made me so angry, but... <laughs> Yeah, like, and whenever she, um, like, whenever, whenever the dude, like, kind of exposed her to her mom, like, being like, did you get, uh, you hear back about the wait list yet? Like, mm -hmm. wow, like, you just, you really just blew her cover. Um, but I don't know, it really, it, a lot of nostalgia with it, I guess. Um, especially the theater scenes, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Audrey. Um, you know, very similar yes. to me, both seniors in high school. Um, how did that, like, impact you watching this? I, honestly, I really liked how no matter how terrible her mom was or how angry she made her, she would always defend her mom. Mm-hmm. I liked watching that. Because... because the mom never had an evil intent. Yeah. She just didn't know how to communicate. Um, what, what, oh, it sorry. was just really interesting to watch. One scene from this movie that I think... I think is their, the best representation of their kind of relationship is the... That intro scene. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say was um, the clothes shopping scene... Um, because they're searching for, I believe, a Thanksgiving dress? Yes, for a Danny's Grandma's yes. Thanksgiving thingy. And, um, they start arguing in the middle of the store, but as soon as the mom pulls out, like, a really nice dress, they just stop arguing altogether. <laughs> like, it is so, like, perfectly done. Um, because, yeah. I love that. Because they clash heads a lot during this movie. But they are, like, they still love each other. You know? Um, yes. And that's what I think works so well about this movie. Um, is that it always feel like these, it feels like these people actually genuinely care for one another. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Vinny, Audrey, do you guys want to add anything with this movie? Good. Like why does she want to go to the East Coast when she lived in California? I'm like, girl, you had it all. No. <laughs> well, I no, think. But like, why do you want to come to the East Coast? There's nothing here. <laughs> That's a good point. There's but nothing here. I think it's kind of this thing where she's like, I guess, been living in Sacramento for such a long time that it doesn't feel like anything this special, you know? Yeah, because like, like I've had one of my internet friends was like talking to me and like being like, oh, I'm actually looking for a place to move, like. What if I moved down there? And I'm like, no, you don't. You do not want to move <laughs> here. But like, when I explained the city, she thought it was cool. But like, yeah. I've grown up here my whole life. I did not. So, and it's like this thing. If like, if you've been in one place for uh, such a long time, any bit of magic, any bit of interest of it, just kind of goes away because you're so used to it. Um, teenagers love like moving directly after high yeah. school sometimes. So it's just this. Up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I believe I was talking to Audrey before we recorded how I am literally just waiting to be done with high school. Like, I am just so ready to move on and <laughs> to start, like, a whole new chapter, and I, I can relate to this. And I think I'm absolutely going to be watching this, especially the last scene, when I'm in college to see how different it comes off then. Um... Because I think, you know, and like I've said before, this is a movie where wherever you are in life, it will hit you differently. Um, what I think is so interesting, there's like not a lot of, of movies that I think can do that, where depending on where you are like age-wise or where you are emotionally, it's, it's like a completely different movie. Um, like... I could see for some people, maybe, um, the movie La La Land working 
very differently for people, you know, depending on their current situation. And, you know, with with this movie, I mean, as a junior, I didn't get this movie. Like, I didn't, I was like, alright, good movie, but, like, I don't think it was anything special. And now coming with it as a point of view of the characters, like, the same age, I was finally able to see the movie that everyone else does. Um, which was, even though... I do not think me and Lady Bird are very similar people at all. I don't think any of us are similar to Lady Bird as a character. Um, but I think this works, you know, as a, not even a character standing, because she is a full three-dimensional character, but you can always kind of imagine yourself in those situations. Mm-hmm. Um... Which I think is just so interesting. Um, but yeah, any any other thoughts you guys have with this movie? Um, anything? Um, yeah, I really liked it. It felt very like realistic and yeah, like stuff like this actually happens like every single day. So like, and it was kind of cool to see because a lot of the times movies do not portray school stuff correctly. exactly. Oh, definitely not all the time. I, that and eighth grade are the only ones I've seen that have done it right. For me, also, uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower also, Ooh, yeah. I think, works for me. The only unrealistic part about Perks of Being a Wallflower was them doing Rocky Horror in high school. <laughs> um, that is also very incredibly true. We because, could wow. never get away with that. Um, well... It is on Netflix at the moment, and it's only 90 minutes, so I, I say this at the end of every episode where I'm like, oh, go watch it, uh, but I truly mean this. You have nothing going against, like, I think almost everyone has Netflix. Almost everyone has at least 90 minutes of free time in a given week um, to, to please watch this movie. Um, it may not work for you at first. Um, depending on where you are, but, like, exactly. Just, it's one where it takes time, and, yeah, uh, Vinny, thank you for being here and talking about this movie. Woohoo! Um. Oh, thank you, Vinny! And, yeah, go on, go on Netflix right now, um, and watch this movie. I do not believe any of you guys will doubt it, and, um, thank you guys for listening.